Welcome to the Urban Church Podcast. If you would like more information about Urban, please visit our website at lifeaturban.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the message. Anyways, we started our our series, uh, Living Life in the Red Zone, last week. If you missed that message, you can catch it online. I'm going to read you just a couple scriptures as we jump in today, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to get right into the message, and I'm going to try to multitask. Why am I holding a football? Just because it's fun. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, if you turn in your Bibles this morning, and then we're going to jump to Genesis chapter 2. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24, and it says this, don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize, so run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step, every conversation, every interaction, every thought, everything I do has purpose. I am not just shadow boxing or punching the air. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Now turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, starting in verse 18. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. And all the guys said, That was weak. I'm not sure. I kind of like being alone. It's Valentine's Day and I'm a loner. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. Whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the livestock and to the birds of the heavens, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not a helper fit for him. So, here it is. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, he took of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And that would be where the ladies say. (laughs) Let's pray. Jesus, help us today. God, we thank you for today. God, we thank you that your word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. God, I pray that in the next few moments that we have together, God, you would speak to us, God, clearly concisely, and to the point, in Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Last week we started our series, Living Life in the Red Zone, okay? And uh, just so I can catch this up to speak, because my wife, when I first had this idea for the series, she's like, what's the red zone? And I was like, okay, I I can see I'm going to have to do some explaining, all right? So uh, a lot of you might know what the red zone is. Maybe you weren't here last week, so let me just jump through this real, real quickly. The red zone is the area of the field between the opponent's 20-yard line and the goal line. We're talking football, 
Okay. <laughs> Someone's like, oh, what are we talking? Lacrosse? No, we're talking football, okay? Okay. And it's that area on the field from the 20-yard line into the goal line. Okay. What is the red zone? The red zone is where the offense changes to ensure a touchdown. That teams and football teams actually have red zone offenses. They get downfield, they get to the red zone, they realize that this is the optimal place, the optimal time to score, and so they have actually plays set up just for this. Okay? This is the place where the team has the greatest opportunity to score. And God began to speak to me, and he said, Ben, there's a red zone in life. And what is life's red zone? Here it is. It's having the understanding. Now we're talking about life, living life in the red zone. It's having the understanding that our destiny or eternity is being determined right now. That every morning when I wake up, that every, every opportunity I come across, the decisions I make, the choices I have, that it's literally either going to propel me forward into my destiny across the goal line, or it's going to take me further away. Are you with me this morning? Okay? Number two, life in the red zone is where we begin to change our approach to the things in life to ensure success. Listen to this. Uh, just write this one down. But uh, John uh, 14, 17, it says this. This is eternal life, knowing God. So the fact that I know God here on earth, eternal life has now set in and eternal mentality has now set in. So everything I do now, I live according to his purpose and his will. It has meaning in life and it's propelling me forward. Okay, this is where we begin to change life up, all right? Because there are too many of us that live our life um, off a whim or we live our life just off of luck or happenstance and we live our life just waking up, well, whatever is going to happen is going to happen anyway, I have no control. Okay? But God does not want us to live life that way. God wants us to live life with intentionality. God wants us to live life in the red zone where we can see the goal line and everything I do now is moving in one direction to get me across the goal. Are you with me this morning? Life in the red zone. It's the place where God wants us to live because it's the greatest opportunity to score. And I believe that every day you and I in life, the Bible says that God has given us all things we need for life and godliness, that God cares about every aspect, every area of our life, but we do things sometimes that disqualify ourselves from certain things. But God wants us to change up our offense, wants us to change up our approach so that we don't disqualify ourselves. He wants us to change it up so we can live life in the red zone and begin to score, whether it's on the job, uh, whether it's moving forward financially, whether it's a home that we want to purchase, budgeting our money right, uh, whether it's in relational things. And today, that's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about relationships. Is it because it's Valentine's Day? Well, not really, although I think it, I think it fits, Okay. I want to talk to you in the next few moments about relationships. Last week we set this up, the whole series up, and we said, here's how we can live life in the red zone. Number one, we've got to be prepared. What do we got to prepare? We've got to prepare our character. So many of us focus on preparing so many things, usually this outward shell that we see. We'll spend hours in the morning getting this outward shell ready for the day. But yet God doesn't care about the outside. He cares about the inside. And so we got to prepare our character. How do we live life in the red zone? Number two, we talked about it. you got to know the playbook. Oh, these are really deep points. I know. What's the playbook? Right there. The Bible. If you don't have one, get one. we got some right over there. It's only half the playbook, though. It's only the New Testament. Okay? But get the playbook. Know the playbook. Okay? And then number three, we talked about this. Uh, to live life in the red zone, what do you got to do? You got to listen to the coach, okay? 
And, I, and, and let me just say this. I'm not the coach. Okay? Your husband isn't the coach. Your future husband isn't the coach. Your wife isn't the coach. Okay? Guess who the coach is? It's the Holy Spirit. Okay? The Bible says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. He is continually talking. We just got to shut up and listen. Okay? And so he's the coach. So today I want to talk to you because I believe that one of the greatest areas um, that will challenge you and one of the greatest areas that will not only challenge you, but one of the greatest areas we can struggle in is this area of relationship. Okay? But here's what I want to do because there's so many aspects of relationships we could talk about. Okay? Um, Because when you look at a football team, 11 players on the field, okay, not every player is going to score a touchdown. Right? There are players on that field that are there to block for you. There are, there are players on that field that are there to snap the ball to you, and now it's in your hand. What are you going to do? Okay? You've got to connect with the right person in order to get across the goal line. Are you with me? If you, if you connect with the wrong person, man, it's not going to work. Matter of fact, flags start flying. You can't, you can't pass the ball to a lineman. He's not an eligible receiver. Okay? But you see, in life... Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of times, and I want to talk to you about intimate relationships this morning, a lot of times we are trying to score a touchdown, excuse that, but we are trying to score a touchdown with people that we were never meant to score a touchdown with. In other words, we're trying to find an intimate, lifelong partner with someone that is supposed to be blocking for you, are you with me, and not running the ball for you, okay? And it just doesn't work, Okay? There are people in life that are there to block for you, that are there to clear a path. There are people in life that are there to go deep, you know, whoop, okay? There are people. What do you have to do? You have to live life in the red zone relationally and understand who is that person that God has for me that I can connect with that I can score. Come on, somebody. A touchdown, okay? It just happened that way, all right? I didn't, didn't plan it, Okay? So I want to talk to you about relationship. I believe that relationally, intimacy, finding that lifelong partner is one of the greatest challenges. I believe this with all my heart, that, that, that the two greatest decisions you'll ever make in life is, one, coming to know Jesus Christ. Because you've got to understand, we were created for intimacy. First and foremost, intimacy with him. Okay? And here's the reality of it, that you can live a, a, an awesome, amazing life never getting married. I don't want to be that person. I'm not that person, okay? But it can't happen, okay? Why? Because God created us first and foremost for intimacy with him. And I'm telling you right now, if we can learn to be intimate with him and have a great relationship with him, you'll have great relationships here on earth. We're going to talk about that today, okay? God created us with intimacy. That's why when you read the Bible, when you see the playbook, there's so much about relationships in the playbook. You'll know who's blocking, you'll know who, Okay? When you read the playbook, that's why the greatest picture of God and his people or Christ in the church is marriage. What is marriage? Marriage is an intimate commitment, an intimate relationship. And that is the picture that God uses to describe, hey, here's the relationship I want with my people. Okay? God's into intimacy. Okay? First and foremost, we've got to understand that. Okay? But once we understand that, you've got to understand this, that God created you for intimacy with someone else. I believe that with all my heart. That God has someone for you. But yet it seems like in society and even with inside the church today that there's a problem connecting with people. Okay? Okay, am I, am I talking to the choir? Or, okay? 
There's a problem connecting. That's why, that's why people are making mass amounts of money off of internet dating. I mean, come on. Where, where do they get off charging me to connect with somebody? I mean, think about it, okay? Now, I have no problem. If you're using that, as long as it's used right, hey, man, go for it, okay? But a lot of those things aren't used right. They're used as a shopping list, okay? And, and can I just say this, that our society has bought into that? That guys literally create a list of what they want? <laughs> and it's almost like going to the supermarket, you know? Excuse me, where's the cereal? It's down aisle three, sweet. But you don't just have one cereal, okay? You have Lucky Charms, you have Fruit Loops, are you with me? You have Frosted Flakes, and then you got it you know, made by three different you know, people. You know, I can get the generic brand, I can get the more expensive brand, I can get the organic brand, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And you just kind of browse, and, you, you know, and then if you're like me, you just pick whichever one's on sale. Come on, somebody, okay? <laughs> Whatever's available and cheap, I'll take it, okay? You connecting the dots with me, right? That's how a lot of people treat relationships. And guys, I just want to talk to the guys and I'll talk to the girls. Because the guys, and can, can I just say this, whether you're married or single, this is a great message for you, okay? Because as men, we have a tendency to, to kind of go whatever way society's going. And if, if you're shopping before, you're going to shop when you're married. That's a dangerous place to be, Okay? so we go shopping, you know, depending on what you like, you know. Well, this is the kind of girl I'm looking for. And she, you know, last thing, she must be a supermodel. Okay. You know, you try to make it all about character, and they're just like, but she's got to be hot too, okay. Well, can I just tell you this? It's true. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Matter of fact, someone was really mean to me the other day, and I was talking to them about, about relationships, and they said this. They were like, um, hey, you know, I was talking with them, joking around about relationships. And they said, hey, Ben, we realized a long time ago. A lot of us realize that, that if you could get Katie, there's hope for all of us. And they said, you know what? Love truly is blind. I was like, honestly, that is the meanest thing ever, okay? <laughs> the person that said that better hope for a blind and deaf person, okay? <laughs> anyway, okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, okay. Beauty really is in the eye of the bullet, but yet we, we create this shopping list of what we want. We're going to talk about that. I need to get right to the points. So we need to talk about it. But, but here's the thing, ladies, okay? Guys have set a trend, and guess what the ladies are now doing? They're slapping labels on themselves so they can be shopped. The way they dress, the way they interact with the, the, the males, the way they, are you with me? Okay? They put themselves out there like, like a, Okay? How many of you guys saw the M&M commercial over the Super Bowl where they're on the, the little thing and they're walking and then they, they thought they were on the guest list, but they're actually on the menu? <laughs> See, a lot of ladies think they're on the guest list, but they're really just on the menu. Okay? So we need to address this. You'll catch it later. We need to address this. Okay? Something needs to change in our culture, and it needs to happen with the church. Uh, married people today, we've got to do a, a great job of setting the pace for people to follow. We've got to paint. Listen to me. I believe if you want to get married, okay, two people you should be hanging out with if you want to get married. One, single people. Okay? I know that's deep. You're like, oh, that's where I've been missing it. Okay? All right? 
And if you're a man, hang out with single ladies, okay? If you're a lady, hang out with some single men, okay? Just take an accountability partner, all right? But here's another, here's another group that you should be hanging out with is some godly married couples so that you can see how people interact with one another and relate with one another. And because you know what? Here's the problem is, is the guys, they have their shopping list. But here's the thing. All the single guys, guess who they go to for advice on marriage? The single guys. Do you see a problem with that? I mean, that's just like, you're, you're going to get some really weird advice. Well, here's what I would do if I were married. Okay. Ladies, you do the same thing. If you're having relational issues, you know who some great people to go, go to are? Some, some good, godly, married people that can give you some good, godly, married advice. Okay? Now, that doesn't mean we're always right. What worked in my marriage may not work in, in you know, your, your future marriage. But, okay? My parents were married for 51 years. They did something right. The only reason I'm not married today is because my dad passed away. Okay? 51 years. They're my role models. Okay? They're my role models. And I, I, you, you getting this this morning? Okay? Let's just jump right into some stuff here real quickly. Okay? How do I live life in the red zone relationally? How do I live life in the red zone relationally? Very simple. Number one, be prepared. Wait, that was last week's point. I know. Isn't that great? Dude, you study a lot, don't you? All the time. Okay. I can't stress this one enough. Last week we talked about you've got to prepare your character, but there are different things about our character. Now listen to me. Okay? This doesn't change whether you're single or married. Okay? Let me give you this one character trait you should have if you want to be successful in an intimate relationship. Here it is, humility. Humility. It's really simple. Guys and girls, single and married. If we walk in humility, not only will this work in intimate relationships, but if you walk in humility, it'll work at your job place. If you act like you're, you're better than your boss, you're not going to have your job very long. Even if you are better, just play dumb. Oh, that's a great idea, boss. You know? Whatever it is, okay? Humility. Now let me just paint, the, what is humility? Because humility is not you becoming a doormat for everybody to walk over, Okay? One of the greatest definitions I ever heard of humility was this. It's having an accurate estimation of who you are. Okay? Now that can lead to cockiness, okay, when you get pride. But if you truly walk in humility, how do I truly walk in humility? Very easy. Meet with God daily. And you realize how puny you really are. <laughs> humility. Man, it'll take you places. Having an accurate estimation of you. I am who I am by the grace of God. This is who I am. Okay? And I can walk confident in who I am, the way God created me. Okay? But th the Bible says this in Romans 12, 3. It says this. You ready? Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. Wow. In other words, have an accurate estimation of who you are. Okay, now in relationships, this will go a really long way. Humility. Especially in intimate relationships. Guys, let me just tell you something. Okay, girls, take notes, right? The Bible says this in Acts chapter 17 that God has pre-appointed the boundaries of our dwelling. He's established it. He's preordained it. Man, where I'm going to, man, he could have put you in the 1920s. Thank God he didn't. Okay? He could have put you in any time period. He could have put you in any city. He could have put you around any neighbors, in any church, with the friends you have, the sphere of influence that's around you. But he chose to put you where you're at. Are you with me? 
And the Bible says this, that he gives you all things you need for life and godliness. So if I understand those two scriptures, I understand life and I understand godliness. I understand that God cares about all those things. And I understand that God has established and ordained my time of dwelling. That means everything I need for life and godliness, including a man or a woman, is right here, right now. I just need to open my eyes and see her or see him. How does that play into humility? Very simple, okay? Because a lot of us look at it like this. A lot of us look at our little fishbowl, and we see the little fish swimming around, and we don't like any of the other fish swimming around, okay? Because you see all these goldfish, and you think you're a piranha, okay? But if you looked in the mirror, you're, you're goldfish just like the rest of them, okay? So all of a sudden now, you begin to look outside where God has established you for something else. Now let me, just, let me just break it down real simple, okay? And this, this, once again, is for married or single, okay? If you have an accurate estimation of who you are, okay, and you just look in the mirror and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm, this is who I am, all of a sudden all the other fish in your fishbowl start to look a lot better. But you think you're like, I'm, a, I'm in the top ten. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, look at these guns. Welcome to the gun show, you know? And you just, think, you just think you're all that, and you project that onto other people. <sighs> and then the girls begin to pick up on it, and they get really turned off by that. If you just have an accurate estimation of who you are, okay, no, let me just talk to the, the married guys for a minute, okay? Because I actually do counsel people throughout the week, and I've talked to a lot of married couples. You know, I don't know, my marriage, man, it's kind of struggling. You know, we, we, you know. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have sex that often, and, you know, she just, you know, to be honest with you, she just doesn't look that good to me anymore. Well, she's had two kids. How many have you had? <laughs> okay. I've literally talked to married guys. You know, I mean, she's just not, she's just, she's not as fit as she used to be. And honestly, I just want to look at these guys, and I just want to grab a mirror and set it in front of them. I'm like, dude, look in the mirror. You ain't had no babies, and look at your belly. Are you with me? See, there's this thought, there's this thought that, that the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Oh, look how green it is over there. Oh, look how pretty she is. Wow, look how hot she is. Yeah, she's 20 years younger than you. And she's out of your league. And stay married, okay? Okay? We think the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Here's something I've learned. The lights just went out. Come back, Jesus. Let there be light. Here's something I've learned. The grass is not greener on the other side of the fence. The grass is greener wherever you water it. Wow, that's deep. Thank you. Grass is greener. Stop shooting your sprinkler over the fence. Are you with me this morning? You guys are quiet today. Stop watering somebody else's grass. And the, the grass is greener wherever you water If you're married, man... Love on your wife. Tell her how beautiful she is. Tell her how amazing and magnificent she is. Man, the other day, um, I have two daughters, and uh, so I have three ladies and, and a female poodle at home. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Couldn't even get a male dog to, to bond with. It's ridiculous. 
So they were out doing something, and I went and bought all three of them flowers. And, uh, and I, I've never bought my girls, my, my, I've bought my wife flowers, I've never bought my daughter flowers before, and I wanted to wait till they got to an age where they could appreciate it. So I set them all up in vases, and I had cards for them, and they walked in. That, I mean, my girls just lit up. I mean, like, wow. Give them, they're still giving me hugs this morning. Thank you for the flowers. Thank you. I'm like, cleaning their room, all sorts of stuff. I'm like, sweet. I'm going to the farmer's market every Saturday and spending $3 on flowers so I can, you know, it's a week worth. It's awesome. But I saw this. I saw that when I treated them like princesses, when I watered their affection, when I loved on them, and I tell them how beautiful, just a simple flower, and just see them begin to blossom and shine, and, and they're so happy, and they're like, can we take our flowers to our room? And, and they're just so excited about these flowers. Listen to me. Whoever ends up with my daughters, they better be good. They better be good, okay? Okay, McDonald's ain't going to work for my girls, okay? All right? Okay? Water where you're at. Telling you what, if you're married, man, and you, and you feel like, man, my marriage is struggling a little bit, guess what? You're married. Stay married. Let me just get to the next point. We'll tie this in. Oh, Jesus, help me. What were we talking about? Be prepared. Humility. Man, it goes, it goes a long ways. Don't think yourself more highly than you are. No, you don't need to look somewhere else. I mean, there's, there's, like, there's like a ton of single ladies here. There's a ton of, a ton of single men here. Well, but... But she just isn't the type of person I want. Have you talked with her? No. Well, then you're basing it on a shopping list. Okay? What do you want? Well, I want, I want 5'10". I want... Dude, you're 4'3". Come on, you're not going <laughs> to... Sorry. Okay? And here's the other... Can I just say this? Here's the other thing. Is when it comes time to man up, okay? Because honestly, I've seen this in church, and all the guys are going to hate me after today. I know it. Okay? But I've seen this in church for far too long. There are too many passive, unsure men. Well, I'm just not sure. Let me fast and pray for another two years, and I'll let you know, girl. Man up, buy a ring, put it on her finger. Number two. To live life in the red zone relationally, you must, number two, keep your eyes on the goal. Matthew 6.33 says this, Seek first the kingdom of God and His women. No. Seek first the kingdom of God and His men. No. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things, everything you need, man, everything what? For life and godliness, God will bring it to you. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. If you are desiring to get married, just keep delighting yourself in God and he'll bring around the desire of your heart and it'll be a a lot better than you ever thought or imagined. You just got to stay focused on the goal. When you're in the red zone, man, that is not the time to start thinking about, you know, hey, I, I want the ball. Man, I want to score this touchdown. I want, no, you keep your eyes on the prize, and whatever the, the coach tells you to do, just do it, and you'll cross the end zone. It's the same with relationships. Look at Genesis chapter 2. Look at what God had to do to bring the first couple together. This was, this was a process, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, God just, you know, he so desires our relationship that he just says, you know, he does not have a a helper suitable to him. So then what does he do? Here, here's all the animals. Name them. Aren't they wonderful? That's a dog, man's best friend. It's not working for me, okay? Names them all. And at the end of it all, at the end of all that, God decides, you know what, they're still alone and it's not good for them to be alone. Which tells me this, it's not good for you to be alone, 
Wow, that's deep, I know, it just came to me, okay? Not good for him to be alone. So now, what does he do? He creates the crescendo of creation. The woman, the masterpiece, okay? Now look at what happens, okay? Some of the ladies, it's me. <laughs> look at what he has to do. He has to knock the man out. Read your Bible. He caused a deep sleep. Choked him out, okay? He caused a deep sleep to come upon Adam. Pulled a rib out of him. Ouch. Okay? Pulled a part of Adam out. And out of Adam, he created Eve. But he doesn't stop there. After he created Eve, Adam still passed out. (laughs) And then he brings, the Bible says, her to the man. Guess what part Adam played in that? Nothing. Guess what part Eve played in that? Nothing. God did it all on his own. Which tells me this. You. Guys, here's what needs to happen. God just needs to come over and just choke you out. The Bible says this, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, okay? There's too many of us prowling for a wife, lurking for the right one. I got my shopping list. I know, I'm making it sound all like perverts. I'm like, oh, what kind of a church did I come to? (laughs) We'll let God handle it, all right? You know what you need to do? You need to stay focused on the goal. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And guess what? Man, you're so passed out in the love of God and how awesome He is and how amazing He is. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa! She's hot. Okay? Not just based on the outside, but based on what's taking place on the inside. Listen, God did not take three ribs and give Him three women. Choose which one you want, Adam. Okay? No, he, he made one, one. Now, he took the rib out of, which means when God brought them together, he was completing. Are you with me? God has someone that really will complete you. First and foremost, it's him. But I believe that God's created for intimacy, for relationship. And if you're married, they keep your eyes on the goal. And married guys, the goal is not sex at the end of the night. What's the goal? Keep your eyes on the goal. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I'm telling you guys, if we would set the pace as godly men, not passive men, but godly men that are in love with Jesus Christ, are in love with the playbook, the word of God, are listening to the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you right now, you'll just be like Adam. You'll open your eyes and there she'll be. Are you with me? We've got to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Got to continue. Once you're married, seeking God first. Number three, and we're going to conclude here. Number three, to live life in the red zone relationally, you must stay away from penalties. Stay away from penalties. Stay away from penalties. Nothing will take a football team out of the red zone quicker, okay, than penalties. The yellow flag, you know, offsides, illegal contact, you touched the wrong one, you know, whatever, you know, just, okay, offsides, okay, 
Those penalties, ladies and gentlemen. And Ben, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Penalties. What do you mean by that? Okay? Because a lot of people, I know there's some people sitting here, you, you've been through divorce, and you can go to our website and you can hear our whole message on divorce. And listen to me, if you're sitting here today and you feel disqualified because you faced a divorce, you've got to go listen to that message because divorce does not disqualify you. If divorce disqualifies you, then God disqualified himself because in the Old Testament it says that he served his people Israel with a certificate of divorce. And there's another chapter to your life. God can use you. But listen to me, it's not God's original intent, it's not his plan, it's not his design. If you're married, stay married. Water the grass. Stay away from penalties. How do I stay away from penalties? I'm a single guy. How you say here's how you stay away from penalties, okay? Do not awaken love before it's time, the Bible says. Okay? I believe this with all my heart because here's the thing. A lot of people in their seeking, they seek the wife. Now, what, i, I got to say this. I want you to hear this. I believe God has someone specific for each and every one of you, husband, wife. But a lot of us, we get to this place where we just want to be married so bad. I just, and so you're, you're desiring marriage rather than desiring that lifelong intimate partner that God has for you. And if you begin to desire just marriage or you begin to desire, I, I just need that. Okay, penalties all over the place. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let God bring her to you. Just fall asleep. Keep delighting yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Okay? Here's what happens. Why do we need to stay away from penalties? Because here's what happens. If you, if you date a lot of people, multiple people, okay? Okay. Girls are very emotional, and they get attached a little quicker than guys. Really? I know I'm not a woman, but I live with three of them and a female dog. Okay? And all of a sudden, literally, it doesn't take long, okay? Especially in today's society where we're, people are just, I want to get married, okay? And you end up, no, that's not the right one. No, that's not the right one. No, no, that's, that's not the right one. Five people later, you still haven't found the right one. Maybe the problem is you. Maybe you just need to go to sleep and let God take care of it for you, okay? God has someone specific for you. Not only that, not only does it hurt these other women, but here's what happens. All the women that are in your fishbowl <laughs> are looking at you like, huh, you're a jerk. Okay. Penalties to stay away from. Here it is. Real quick, we're going to close with this. Bitterness and unforgiveness. The greatest penalties that will affect you relationally are bitterness and unforgiveness. If there are people in your life that you have not forgiven, if there are people in your life that you're walking with bitterness to, I'm just going to be honest with you today. The greatest thing that affects me and my wife's amazing marriage is unresolved issues between her and her father, her natural dad. Those things, man, they affect our, why is that? Because we project what we've experienced onto other people. And I'm telling you right now, if you have bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart, whether it's to a husband, to a wife, to a previous boyfriend or girlfriend, or to a mom, or to a dad, or to a brother, and to a sister, I'm telling you right now, that is one of the greatest penalties that will take you out of the relationship mode. And all you got to do, it's real simple, go back to point number one, humble yourself. But you're sitting there like, man, they better come make that thing right. What did Jesus do? Jesus did nothing wrong. He was sinless, but yet he humbled himself 
to the point of death, even death on a cross, so that you and I could walk in freedom. Humility, ladies and gentlemen, will take you to that point where you can go and ask forgiveness. And you don't go and ask forgiveness and say, hey, look, you wronged me seven years ago. And I just want to forgive you for that, you jerk. <laughs> Let's just be honest. That's how we feel like doing it, okay? What do you do? You go to them and say, hey, will you forgive me? I've harbored some feelings in my heart towards you. And I, I need you to forgive me for those. I'm telling you right now, if you have that and you do that, you will experience some of the greatest freedom you've ever experienced in your life. Really will. What does Paul say in 1 Corinthians? All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but, but we do it for an eternal prize. Verse 26, I love this verse. So I run with purpose in every step. Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to relationships, married or single, are you doing verse 26? Are you running with purpose in every step? Are you allowing character to be formed in your life so that when you meet that person, you are ready for that person? Married people, are you running with purpose in every step? Are you intentionally loving your wife and watering the grass? Ladies, are you intentionally watering your husband and and, and building him up and encouraging him? The Bible paints the picture that, guys, you're to lay down your life for the bride, even as Christ laid down his life for the church. Guess what, ladies? You're to respect your husbands and honor your husbands, okay? What's that tell me? It tells me this, all right? Guys, if you really want to live right, continue to lay down your life for the ladies. If you are a single guy, man, it doesn't matter. The Bible says to treat them like sisters and the older ones like mothers, and you continue to honor them, and you continue to lay down your life. Guess what? It's going to be easy for a woman to respect that. And all of a sudden it creates this cycle where guys, man, we're, 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 we're showing culture how it's done. Man, we get the door for the ladies. Are you with me? If, if we're out to dinner, you don't have to be dating. Pick up the tab every once in a while. That would be a great place for the ladies to be like, yes. Yeah. Pick up the tab. You know, pay for dinner. Come on. Okay. And we continue to, to paint this image of the way it's supposed to be. And guess what? Man, all of a sudden the ladies, man, they don't have a hard time respecting someone that's laying down their life for them. And it's really easy to lay down your life for someone that's respecting you. And all of a sudden we create this culture. Man, we can literally put dating services out of business. Are you with me? Okay? I believe God's got someone for you. I believe that as you continue to prepare yourself and walk in humility... I believe as you continue to stay focused on the goal, I really do, I believe this with all my heart, as you continue to do these things that we talked about today, that God caused the men to fall asleep, bring the woman to you, every step of purpose. God, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for your word that is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. God, I pray that the things that I was unable to communicate today, that Holy Spirit, that you would take them and you would communicate them for me. Just with your eyes closed for a minute, I'm going to ask you to do something. We do it every week. is just to take time to evaluate where you're at. Honestly, we could do a whole series on this. Talking to both married and single. Because there has to be a cultural shift. We have to get into the red zone mentality. We have to begin to change the way we relate and interact with one another. We have to begin to do it. Listen to me. Can I just talk with your eyes closed to the husband's? Man, it is time, if you have not done it in a long time, it is time to start laying down your life for your wife once again. 
If you're married, it's the right one. Stay married. It's time to do it. It's time to pave the way. It's time to show a younger generation. Man, I, every, every day, man, I'm so thankful for my dad. I haven't been perfect in everything. I'm sure my dad wasn't perfect in everything. Bible says, although a righteous man falls, he picks himself up seven times. Keep getting up, keep getting up. He falls, get back up, get back up, get back up. It's time for the men of God to get back up and begin to pave a way for the church of Jesus Christ. I believe that with all my heart.